Hello and welcome back to Caskheads, a podcast for whiskey, about whiskey. I'm Jordan, and with me is my brother Luke, who is actually starting to learn a couple of things, no matter how hard he tries not to when it comes to whiskey. Am I? You know that whiskey the other day and went sherry, and it was sherry. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. It was I sherry am. Casper Short. I am. Law of averages, you were eventually going to be right. I'm learning because uh, I can now tell a sherry apart. And you said that you were at that wedding and you said something whiskey related or something? No, Kevin showed up with a whiskey and I asked, Ah, I've heard of them before. That's not asking, that's a statement. Well, I said, ah, I've heard that they were like a Glen something possibly. Glen something po- Oh, I love that distillery, Glen something possibly. I don't know, but I think I've definitely heard their name before. It's on the River Spey, we think. I don't know what you're referencing. The, the, the Glen Something Possible distillery is on the River Spey, we think. I don't know if there's a River Spey. I really don't. Yes, there's a River Spey. Literally, how was I supposed to know that? This We've talked about the River Spey! isn't a podcast about geography. It's, funnily enough, Speyside. How would I know that? Because <laughs> we've talked about it, I think. Well, yeah, we must have talked about the River Spey by now. saying I'm learning. You just like to show me up. Or is it just the truth? The worst thing is, there's absolutely nothing I can do to cut out those words I've already said. This is a live media, you know. There's absolutely no way I can go back and change the statement. I don't statement. think you should. Oh, I wouldn't, because I can't. You're going to make it be the editing goof. So, t- I never prejudge the editing goof. I always prejudge it. So today, I thought we'd talk about quite a relevant topic, actually, at the moment, because this distillery's latest release is coming out this week, might even be out by now. It's kind of in the next couple of days. And uh, that's actually Springbank Distillery. Do you know anything about Springbank out of interest? Um, they, do they have the S? They do have the S, the Slytherin badge, as you I call it. Yeah. That's what I know. It's very true. Now, they're located in Campbelltown on the Mull of Kintyre. Springbank Distillery is one of those rare, great examples of Campbelltown whiskey. It's a, it's a region all to itself. They often describe Campbelltown whiskies as having a Campbelltown funk, and it's really hard to describe until you've tried it to know what it means. It's just... That doesn't sound like a compliment. It's really not. It's like this big-bodied style whiskey, but it just works. Now, a quick refresher on the region. Campbelltown was at one time the whiskey capital of Scotland with up to 33 distilleries, I think it was at one point. Uh, we have talked about Campbelltown before. I know we have because I went back and checked. I uh, no, I think we have because I do actually remember the name of Campbelltown. This was down for a variety of reasons. First of all, you had the fertile land for growing barley, which is obviously important. Um, they had lots of peat or have lots of peat around for fuel. They had a very deep harbour for mooring ships, and uh, this was very important because obviously sh- ships carried whiskey across the Atlantic to America, which. Um, is still to this time a big market, but back then was very important as well. Like whiskey ships passing in the night, as that famous saying goes. And there were there were two little um, two little mice. Uh, and one was like five on, the other one was like papa. One was like five on, the other one was like papa. Yeah, five five was a distillery mouse. Obviously, it makes perfect sense. I don't genuine genuinely does five find his papa? Yeah. And then he probably I think he loses him in the second film. No, what, Fievel goes west? Yeah, Fievel goes west. I think he probably loses his... He becomes a gunslinger. Like, this mouse is supposed to be a child. It becomes a gunslinger. Things were simpler back then. Probably taken after Fievel's hero, the Cash Whisperer. <laughs> However, as I've said before, where there's money to be made, there will be people with less scruples who try to take advantage of it. Ah, uh, scruples? Right. I know scrupulous is right, but I don't think you can say a person had less scruples. That doesn't sound right. Scrupulous means they have zero scruples. Scruple 
Less scruples means that you have some still. It's more the scruples. Scruples is a word. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> scruples. We're not doing this. <laughs> I have editing to do. Not <laughs> watch you flick for it. You could literally Google this in last time. Martini. Just I just literally opened up on the page. Martini. S. Who uses an actual dictionary? Sk. Sk. Skizzers. Scorcher, very appropriate for today. Her TV's floating and it really weirded me out. I was like, what? Did you ever just notice that the TV's floating? No, I notice every time and every time I wonder where the base is. Scroggin? Jordan, I have things (laughs) to do when you're going through a dictionary. You are actually going through a dictionary. Scurvy? Scruple. There we go. I'm trying to find scruples now because I've lost my place. There we go. So... Where there's money to be made, there are people with less scruples to try and take advantage of it. Some of the distilleries in Campbelltown, not all I should add, but some, started to cut quality, believing that just by putting Campbelltown on the label, they would be able to sell their spirit. And this backfired spectacularly. People basically stopped buying the whiskey, and many of these distilleries had to close. Now, Springbank was one of the few who refused to cut their standards, and in this instance, their insistence of quality actually paid off because they were able to survive. Now, yes, Springbank did close down at one point, but this was not to do with quality. This was because there was a whiskey crash, and a lot of distilleries at that time had to close down. It's as simple as that. It had nothing to do with them. It was just an unfortunate circumstance at the time, and thankfully, it reopened and survives to this day. Now, this gets me to my topic, which is... Why we need to talk about Springbank at the moment, but more importantly, why we need to talk about the people who buy Springbank. Springbank don't run at 100% capacity. They choose to do everything in-house, including malting their own barley. And if they were to increase their output, they would need to outsource this, which is something they're just not gonna do. And I admire them for it. Springbank will not risk cutting quality just to make more money. Frankly, they don't need to, they don't want to. Good for them. It is. It's a nice practice to see. They, they have standards and they will not sell themselves for it. I give them two more years before Big Whiskey comes in. Big Whiskey will try. There's actually a rule that um, Springbank Distillery cannot be sold without every single person who works there approving it. Wow, really? Yeah. They just fire everyone the day before. <laughs> it's actually in the contract. They cannot... Like, the board cannot just decide, well, it's not a board, it's the family. It's a family-owned deal. Imagine being that really paper. It's like, mmm. But yeah, basically, the Springbank cannot be sold without 100% approval across across the company. That's really, Wow, that's, an actual, that's actually quite good. It is. It's lovely to see, and I wish more distilleries kind of took this initiative. I wish more companies took Well, that's true. I wish more companies took this initiative. Don't get me started on Freddo's Cadbury's. Oh, We're now owned by Americans. Really? Americans owned Cadbury's. So anyway, back to this, because <laughs> we're not talking about chocolate for some weird reason. Um, years ago, before the pandemic, I remember them selling out of one of their core range early, far earlier than was expected, and there was this gap in the market. Now, when it asked for more whiskey, Springbank turned around and said no. They, they would not release a bottling early um, because it would be younger and not up to their standards, and they just weren't ready to do that. And, and that meant that for about six months, you couldn't actually get any of their whiskey or, or this particular bottling. And they were fine because, again, they, they just wouldn't release something that wasn't up to the quality that they demand. A lot of distillers would have just said, yeah, OK, we'll just release this no age statement or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with no age statements. I've been through that before. But when it's done right. Now let's jump to the present. 
We have this thing called a pandemic and lockdowns, and many distilleries closed during these lockdowns. Springbank was one of them. They have such a small number of staff, they didn't want to put them at risk. And also because if a couple of them got COVID, it would mean shutting down the distillery anyway. So practically, they said, hey, let's just keep it safe, keep it shut down. So we have a roughly roughly a two-year gap in production, but we also have a two-year gap in many of the stages of this process. Well, surely things just age two years, though. Well, yeah. But you have no new spirit being done. You have no more malting done. You have no new. Yeah, but like what I'm saying, in. what I'm saying, it you never understand the point I am saying. What I'm saying is the whiskey they already had had aged two years. Yes, right. But you also have no one bottling those bottles to build Not up your stock. It's aged two years. Well, what are you going to bottle it after those two years? I, I, I'm so glad you said that because literally the very next sentence is now as I have said this before you can't just sell your whiskey you need some to mature longer so it can go into these older bottles the ones many of us can only dream about trying well yeah but what I'm saying is is that it aged two more years if it needed bottling it could have just gone two more years and then be bottled well yes but they haven't got people bottling it this no because is... it doesn't need to because it could stay still for two years just just <laughs> me I don't think you understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is two years isn't bad for whiskey because stuff goes for like 30 years sometimes. It's crazy. Is whiskey older than me? Okay. I'm going to get some duct tape. I'm going to duct tape your mouth for the rest of this episode so I can get through this. Aspects sponsored by duct tape. Along with only murderers in the building. I love that show. I've got to watch season two soon. I don't know if it's all that yet. Uh, I don't know. Now, because of this, they've been holding their stocks back, which is the right thing to do. Springbank could probably, in reality, sell their entire year's allocation in one go, and then they could just sit back to focus on maturing the existing stocks for the next year. But they don't do that, because that'd be crazy. Most of the whiskey would be bought up and flipped straight onto auction sites. Not just the limited releases, but also, as we're seeing today, their core range as well, which is absolutely baffling. Springbank has always had a following, but in recent years, less and less of their whiskey has actually been opened. Instead, it goes onto auction sites and fetches ridiculous sums of money weeks after it was in shops at the RRP. And the worst thing is, people are actually buying them. Supply and demand, baby. Well, it's it's literally like that film, Wolf on Wall Street, where if you want someone to buy your product, create a demand. <laughs> like that film based on actual Wall Street. Yeah, I know, but like most people have probably actually seen Wolf on Wall Street. Like how many people have actually seen actual Wall Street? No, you don't have to see Wall Street to know it exists. Nah, nah. Everyone was like, wow, Leonardo DiCaprio really shined a light on Wall Street. It was so subtle, no one knew about it before. I just wanted to drop a Wolf of Wall Street yeah, reference yeah. in, okay? All right, fair play, fair play. I'm looking out for my boy, Leo DiCaprio. Name any other actor. What? In Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, thingy-majig. There's one glaring you in the face. McConaughey? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey's in it. Is he? I didn't know that. I can't remember. I've watched it once. So it's Margot Robbie. So they snap up all the bottles, they put them on auction sites, and people feel the need to buy them from them. But if no one buys them, then perhaps next time Springbank releases their whiskey, we won't actually have this problem. I know the second-hand market is always going to happen with whiskey. It's just one of those things. And it comes with the territory of, like, limited rare releases. But when the core range is just being snapped up and, like I say, going onto an auction site within the month and going for ridiculous money, there is something wrong. Springbank have always had the opinion they'd rather their whiskies were drunk, not just sat on a shelf. That's why they charge less money compared to other distilleries for some very limited releases. 
Now, Springbank Malt Grand Barley, distillery actually does three different styles of whiskey as well as a blended malt. These are named Springbank, Londro, Hazelburn, nice. and their blended malt is Campbelltown Lock. Oh, I thought I said Campbelltown Itch. <coughs> I just deleted the I deleted the O from my from my vision because it didn't match the word I assumed it said. Now this is where things start to get a little interesting. Springbank, all bottles labeled Springbank are lightly peated and distilled 2.5 times. They achieve this by not fully emptying the spirit still, so the next batch will technically have some triple distilled spirit in as well as the double distilled of that run. Will the batch after that have quadruple distilled? No, because in theory it's circulating around. There's some dodgy maths. Like, I, I, I suspect some of it might even go for a fifth distillation, you know. How they're like, now, you know what? Hey, you, you spirit, I saw you here last week. Don't try, you know, you, how you're, would out. You know you're out. Like you this week's in, you're how, out. How would you know? You can't label the I, liquid. I, I think it starts to go pruny. You know when you've been in a, in a hot tub too Maybe long? I think I cool? would put a sticky note on the liquid and just really hope mm-hmm. that the liquid respected that. Maybe they just have the honesty system. Because well, if once once one spirit abuses it, all the spirits are going to abuse it. Okay, see, I'm that person. Pruny spirit, sorry, title for this episode. Okay. It seems like a Halloween episode. I know. I'm that person that's like, wait, did I lock the door? Wait, did I lock the door? So I'd be like, wait, did I change the whiskey, you know? Um, now, uh, the whiskey is also usually matured in a combination of ex sherry and American oak casks when they label it Springbank. So you get a little bit of richness in there as well. Longro is the second type, and this is heavily peated, distilled twice before usually being matured in American oak ex bourbon casks. The third type is Hazelburn, which is unpeated, although technically because they don't wash the stills out, some of the residual peat from previous runs may well be in the spirit. I personally have never noticed this, but some people who really hate peat, they'll really home in and pick up on this. I don't like peat. Personally, I'm, he's, he's growing on me. No, he said some mean things. Nah, I, he's in his redemption arc right no, now. No, he didn't like my nails. That now this the spirit uh, is also triple distilled and usually matured in American oak ex bourbon casks again same as long row. So you have unpeated triple distilled, heavily peated double distilled, lightly peated two point five times distilled. Now all three of these styles have special releases with different casks, ages, and varying quantities. Um, and I could I could honestly sit here and list them all off, but quite frankly I'm not going to do that because that's just going no one wants to listen to that. I'm not going to be here for all of that. I mean, who wants to sit and just listen to me talk about whiskey? That's crazy. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Campbelltown Lock, which is a blended malt they've started releasing this year. Technically, Campbelltown Lock existed before, but it was a blend. It had grain whiskey in as well. Whereas now, it is all entire malt whiskey goes into it, and they use whiskey from all three of the distilleries in Campbelltown, which are Glen Scotia, Springbank, and Glen Gyle. Now, Glen Gyle are the ones that we've talked about before, because that's how I know we've talked about Campbelltown, because Glen Gyle is owned by Springtown. Springtown. <laughs> Glen Gyle is owned by Springbank, and it's actually next door. And uh, Glengyle does Kilkerran whiskey, which is the one that we reviewed. I think we did the triple distilled one. That's the one with the the bit at the bottom that goes what? The what? The bottle. It goes like, and then like the very bottom it goes dibboop. No. It absolutely does that. A dibboop. It goes dibboop. Oh, I was thinking of something. <laughs> you were thinking of something different. I it's deliberately brought this bottle. I don't know. I actually don't know what you're on about to do. I'll uh, walk into the shop one day and I'll point it out. Do you mean like when it's got like a, a, a little bit of a thicker ring around the bottom? Yes. 
Oh. But it's like a dumpy one if like that. Well, that's not... Oh, you're thinking of... I think you're thinking of Kill Homer. <sighs> With the oh, they are, they are... I don't know that bit. If I knew the, sh- the image on it, I would have said that. Just let the whiskey air for a minute. What? That's not a thing. There you go. Springbank 10-year-old is matured in, like I was saying, sherry and American oak casks. They also, I should note, never bottle below 46%, which is a magical threshold. Why is 46% a magical threshold? We've talked about this before. Someone really liked the number. Well, there's that side of it. But also, when you bottle below 46%, you have to chill filter your whiskey. This way, Springbank don't have to. They can keep all the natural oils inside. And it, it gives you that fuller kind of feel. Now you can nose the whiskey. Do I just you want know to get what chill in. filtering is? We've talked about chill filtration all the time. I wasn't here for it. I've heard you mention it, I just don't know what it is. Chill filtration is when they run the spirit down and they cool it and all the oils come to the top and they skim the oils off. Chill filtration. Ew. Uh, there's oil in whiskey? That's gross. You're drinking oil. That's why it's yellow. <laughs> it's yellow, by the way. There's, Not yellow. The sticks are... I'm going to say slow because I want to hone in on. Ain't running. It's a jaunty pace. Sherry and white. That could be your fingernails. Yeah, you were holding the glass a little close to your nose there. <laughs> it could have been the fingernails you were picking up on. <laughs> but this is not like acrylic, so I think we're fine. Sherry and white. Has something got into my eye? Springbank 10. It's a little bit of that peat smoke there. I always think it's nice and citrusy, to be honest. You get kind of oranges to it. Mm, you don't. I do! Don't tell me what I what I don't get. Well, I can't help that you're wrong, is a thing. There are no wrong answers. Unless it's coming from you. Did I not say sherry? Not really getting a sherry nose to this, I have to say. That's now, on the taste, that citrusiness really does come through. It's, it's a little bit dry, and then the sweetness builds with the smoke on the finish. Um... Five facts. Five facts. Everyone has to agree for it to be sold. Yep. Well, everyone at the company, everyone in the world. Uh, there's funk. The... (laughs) (laughs) Um, they are releasing a whiskey this week. Yep. Um... They didn't make anyone work during COVID. True. Mm-hmm. 46% dark chill filter. Wow, I think that was the quickest five facts we've ever been through. Proud of that. What are you doing it, Peter? Yeah, it turns out reading a dictionary somehow helps me remember things. <laughs> Don't know what that's about. <laughs> Your sign-off. So this has been Caskheads. If I was an opossum, I would epiphanate this <coughs> apostrophe. <laughs> However, I'm not. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I've been Luke. This has been. If you Jordan. like what you, s- if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. Whichever podcasting platform you might personify. Perpendicular to platypi. Okay. I'd also like to thank Adrian and Allison of the We Drown Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They know lots of whiskey. So that's great. They have a website. It's www.wedram.co.uk. We'll leave you this one editing goof. Goodbye. We'll leave you this one editing goof. Goodbye. It's my sign out. I get to say it. <laughs>
Hello, so this has been Caskets for your edification. On that, on that bit. I was going to say, you're in the O's, aren't you? How are you going to get edification It's my opinion that, that an opossum oh, could no. edificate this opportunity <laughs> in an open heart surgery to use the World Wide Web. Walk. Web. I don't know where the W's were going. I'm not. I don't know many W words. Only winner because that's all. I that can matters. think of one right now. It's what you're being. 